This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Vet Candy's podcast in Other News, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber... Nobody understands why you're not a subscriber. Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. Our topic today is the Chatfield Differential. So, in other news, you're telling me that today we have a diverse and perplexing list of topics to discuss, not unlike a list of differentials. That is correct. That's correct. So, let's see. What what do we have first? Before we get started, we have to make a correction, and actually, we have to correct Dr. Jen. What? At some point in the past, Dr. Jen gave out a couple of emails with which you guys can reach us at, and she gave out the wrong email. I'm going to correct that. So the correct emails are as follows. You can email me at jason at myvetcandy.com. Or if you really want to, you can email Dr. Jen at jen at myvetcandy.com. Now, Dr. Jen, we have a list of topics. But first, what's in your lap? Where are you headed? Ah, so those are two very different things. So in my lap right now is a little Joey. And uh, he's going to be what we call our silent guest because they don't really make much noise. But uh, he seemed a little lonely, so I thought I'd hold him today for the podcast. How great is that? I wish everybody could see that. That is super cute. All right. very cute. Yeah. And you're always on the go, always going somewhere. Fill us in where you're headed. I'm not always going somewhere. Yes, you are. uh, Okay. So this this weekend, I'm headed to the AVMA convention in Washington, D.C. Now, Dr. Jason, have you ever been to an AVMA conference? Man, I didn't know I was going to get set up all the time here. I have to think back. I've been a vet for a while, so I would say probably have. Probably. There's a good chance. You have? Yes, probably. I'm, I'm going to be shocked. You well, know why? prepared to be shocked. Because you know who goes to the AVMA conference? Who? Veterinarians who are members of the AVMA. And a lot of times, those who are participating as volunteers and active members of the American Veterinary Medical Association. Those who who value organized veterinary medicine. Hold on. Are you saying I don't value organized vet medicine? Because I do. Absolutely. I'm saying that you frequently miss out on opportunities with your local VMA because you have to leave the house after 6 p.m. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, there's nothing good that happens after 6 p.m. That's what I was always told, but, and right, especially right, right. down here in Miami. Listen, tell us about the AVMA conference. That is very cool. It's in D.C., which is a great city, full of interesting people. But uh, what's happening at the AVMA? And let's talk about some organization, organizational yes. vet medicine stuff. Well, so yeah, so I'm a member of the AVMA, and uh, I think it's important. I'm also a member of my state veterinary medical association, uh, my local veterinary medical association also. And in fact, if, even if you're not a veterinarian, I think it behooves people to be a member of an industry association or a professional association only because you kind of band together with those who have things in common with you. You know, the number one thing being your profession or what you're doing to make a living. And you can kind of share some of your greatest tips for solving common problems. Um, you mean you can wor- just working together uh, yeah. to solve to solve for the better for the greater good. Is that correct? Is that <gasps> is that what these are all about? 
That not that why we get up in the morning, Jason? That's the only reason I get up to save the world. <laughs> That's right. right listen, I don't, I don't want to toot your horn too much. Uh, uh, you, do, you do that enough. But listen, uh, haven't you started a couple of these? I mean, you you actually have a vested interest in a lot of these organizational oh. things. You really believe wholeheartedly. You're not just up here espousing the virtues of it. Uh, you you have started more than one, president of more than one, and done lots of stuff with your local VMAs. Can you kind of tell us what? What uh, were the good things and maybe some other stuff that, that maybe people don't know about the, the local VMA? Well, I think the, the local veterinary medical associations, because all politics is local, right? And there's other phrases, right? All disaster response starts locally, yada, yada, yada. And so I think it's important to know your neighbors. You don't have to be besties, but I think it's important to know your neighbors because, you know, like in practice, if you get a client who had been going to another of your colleagues in the area for 20 years and they come to you, you can find out some things. You can also talk with veterinarians about what they're doing because everyone has a different path that led them to be in practice where they are. And Wait, they've learned different are things. Are you sure about that? Are yeah. you sure everyone has a different path? I'm pretty oh, sure they're all the same. Gosh. Go to school, open a practice. Isn't that not how it's supposed to be? No, 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 no. Lena. Okay, Jason, look at us. Yeah, look at your path. We everyone. are exactly the exception that proves the rule, though. So there <laughs> has to be one of those, all right? There's right. always one member who doesn't join SCAVMA. I don't know who that would be. Oh, that was the chat field. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so I, I do think organized veterinary medicine is helpful at the national level. The American Veterinary Medical Association works with uh, other entities at the national level. They work with the Cattlemen's Association. They work with equine, you know, horse groups. They work with all different groups. And most importantly, in this day and age of the One Health philosophy, where human medicine, animal medicine and environmental health are all related. And the fact that more folks are embracing an integrated approach towards those uh, fields, I think organized veterinary medicine just makes sense. I, I, think um, I also think that One Health is a topic wholly on its own. We should probably we should probably think about having a podcast on that. I think people would really appreciate that as, as I digress to, to future things. But One Health is a very interesting concept. Um, you know and we should I, talk about that. I think so too. And you know what? Mm. The Joey agrees. Of course. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's squinted his eyes a little bit more with of that course. one, so I think that's no, great. That, that's Joey talk for you. For uh, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, let me tell you how uh, I know you make fun of me for not going out after six. I go out every once in a while. Usually, it is to a local local VMA. But listen, if the listeners don't know, and most of you guys that are listening are obviously trying to further yourself, so you probably do know. But in case the one or two that don't know, man, you can get CE. You get a that's dinner right. date out of this whole situation. I mean, not that I would use it for dinner date, but it's really good. You get to meet people. You get a free dinner. Usually, you get some CE, it's, and, you, and you learn some stuff. Maybe I have those in the wrong order. But all those things happen at right. the local meetings. So. It's true. And just, just chatting with other veterinarians. And, you know, this big issue these days about veterinary health and well-being with the perception that, you know, veterinarians are becoming more and more depressed as individuals because of uh, significant compassion fatigue among our colleagues and other issues. Man, it is so helpful to go to a meeting and at least feel like you're not all by yourself. And careful, you know, some, you're, you're sounds like you're going to starting to describe veterinarians anonymous. That's not always what it's about, but it can help no. you. It could help you with that for sure. It's, it does. It does. But also to find out, you know, that uh, maybe if you're if you're seeing a lot of upper respiratory infection in dogs and your colleague is seeing a lot of upper respiratory infection in dogs. Hey, maybe one of you ought to consider sending out a flu, an influenza PCR sample. So disease outbreaks and emerging diseases can certainly it will 
has an opportunity to enhance your recognition or early recognition of such things if you guys all get together once a month and chitty chat. Chitty so, chat. And this yeah. is also a good example of the, the catchphrase of the day of uh, networking. This is a lo- is a, is a very good oh. way to network for a lot of a lot of things. And there may or may yeah. not be uh, another news about networking. If you don't know, check it out. Shameless plug. But uh, yeah, so networking and, and you can meet your local people. And, and again, let's bring it all back to center. And we're working on saving the world. That's correct? right. Okay. That's right. One, we're one, trying to save one, the world. One client at a time. So That's right. That's right. Okay. So we went on and on about one of my soapbox issues for, for you listeners. So Dr. Jason, what do you have today? What, Listen, what I, in your interest? I don't have a whole lot of soapbox issues. I think that's very good. But I was perusing the internet as one before six o'clock oh, and uh, as, as I like to do. And I came across something that's probably old hat to you uh, technology savants, but not to me. Let me tell you what, this thing was super interesting super cool i don't want to sound like too much of a geek right. my, my brother the luddite go ahead yes okay great big words i was perusing and i saw this thing wearable technology for pets and i thought okay that's that's interesting they're just going to tell me about this crazy shock collar and stuff like that that i know is a hot topic but it's been around forever it is technically wearable technology but oh no oh no my friend yes we've what come to the point where we have fit bit for pets give what? or take yes I could not believe it, so I was worried this was a clickbait situation. I clicked a few things, and and do you know anything about all this wearable technology? Because I'm brand new at it, but I really read a few things. It was very interesting what I found out, what you can do with your pets nowadays. Well, so is it really like a Fitbit? It does everything that a Fitbit does except answer the dog's phone calls. All right. Wow. And if your dog is getting phone calls, ah, uh, you might have some issues, uh, but so, your dog's doing pretty good. So like if this Joey becomes like a staple for our fans, he starts getting fan mail, he yep. needs a Fitbit? Because it won't answer his phone calls, but it might answer his fan mail. Yes, and it will track his heart rate. It'll check how far he's hopped. It'll answer what? his fan oh. mail. It'll do all of that kind of – we joke about about the fan mail. But really, it'll track the steps. You can do your stuff with your pet. You can kind of work wow. out with your pet together. You know, I try to make everything yeah. a competition because that drives us. And so so I have this Fitbit, and I walk around, and, yeah. and uh, I'm not trying to get a free Fitbit every time I mention it. But but I have one, and I walk around, and I try to compare. Oh, I did better than you. Now I can compare. Now I can put my dog, whether he wants to or not, in the same competition. So, uh, so- I'd be interested to know how this is going to go in terms of uh, animal health. It seems like a very very interesting concept. So you know what though? You know who I think ought to know about this? Who? Who ought to know about this? Our friend Trisha Montgomery at I think Canine so. Fit Club. Yes, right? I think so. Yeah, let's call her up right now and tell her, listen, but you know what? She seemed to be pretty good. And on top, I think she probably already integrates the whole situation. I, you so. know, and you know what I'm thinking is, so I have a friend, Dr. Alan Spear. He's a cardiologist, a veterinary cardiologist. He's great. I wonder if they can use this, if it ac- really accurately, you know, measures heart rate and dynamics and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's not 100%, but like yeah. everything else, they're going to get to that point and it'll be pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, number one thing that people want to use these for is GPS tracking. If you lose your dog, you know, you can low jack your pet with these That's things. That's a doggy uh, low jack? I mean, it's a doggy low jack for sure. I mean, it's a big deal. People lose a dog or, or people take their dogs. You can kind of wait. find them. However, just, yes. So my question is, <laughs> my question is, and listeners, you're going to have to wait for it, but you can rest assured I'm probably bringing up cats. We're going to take a quick break to get some words from a sponsor and we'll be right back. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, 
Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit myalphacbd.com dogs now. That's myalphacbd.com forward slash dogs. Because your furry friends are family. Vet Candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyVetCandy.com and start making your life sweeter. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. So we're talking about wearable tech for pets. And Dr. Jason is saying it's like a Fitbit for your dog. But Jason, in the um, stuff that you read, did it mention anything about cats? You know, it stuck with like most articles do. They stick with the ever loving, fun loving dog. Not a lot about cats. Because uh, I'm wondering about, about like a kitty low jack. You know, like yeah. your, your cat goes out for an adventure. And which really here at Other News, we're going to recommend you keep your cats indoors. Truly indoor only. It's just not safe out there for cats. For heaven's sake, it's a dangerous sake. world for cats. It is. Not everybody likes cats. Um, but let's say the cat goes outside. Yeah, could could I go track him down? I don't Man, have to wait what, for him to come back. I think it'd be more interesting to watch and see what the cat does. See, <laughs> track it retroactively. And see where does cat go? That would be an interesting, an interesting situation, well, right? But then, then if your neighbor says. Someone stunk up the uh, convertible top on my car. You can say, nope, here's my kitty Lojack, and here's the route he ran. Yeah, or I you mean, can say, no, I have no idea where my cat was because I don't have a Lojack. All the while knowing it <laughs> took for, you know, 20 seconds on the roof there. Yeah. So, um, But anyways, I, I find that I found that very interesting. I didn't know it existed. There's also something where you can, you can this is going a little crazy, but you can uh, have an app on your phone, a little button. And if you're away, your cat, and it's made for cats because cats can mm-hmm. do better in the house. They can press on it and it interacts with you while you're on your phone when you're, you know, down at Jamaica or something, hanging out on the beach. You can interact with your cat who's hanging out in Queens, New York. So so we're getting there uh, with all this technology, but the wearable technology is, man, it's an up-and-coming thing, that's and the, pets, the, the pet world is not left behind at all. Good for us. That's pretty incredible. Okay, so while you're wondering about your cat, you know what's also good about that is that obesity in pets is like this huge epidemic, right? So that Fitbit thing... Hmm, that might be that might be useful. So I gotta say though, I gotta give the disclaimer, Dr. Jason. If you're thinking about doing that with your pet in order to help them with their exercise regimen, number one, make sure you can handle their regimen. So talk to your physician. And then number two, talk to your veterinarian. Oh, I thought make you were trying to make fun of me there for a minute, but that's your actual uh, actual disclaimer. Yes, don't exercise if the doctor says it's unsafe. Yes, yes. Yeah. I I mean, you have an exercise regimen? Let's move on. To make fun of? Yeah. Next topic. That's what I thought, old man. Okay. So the thing that I saw, and this is actually uh, kind of in line with health stuff, is that there's an article, and I guess Purina is looking at how adding an antibody to cat food can help mitigate people's cat allergies. What? Can you say that again? Yeah. Add an antibiotic to the food. Yeah, an antibody, not an antibiotic, but an antibody to cat food. And that will, like that cat, it will render that cat less annoying, less irritating to the allergies of a person who's allergic to cats. 
I'm glad you clarified an antibody, not an antibiotic, because that wasn't making a ton of sense to me. But I, I, okay, moving on. Yeah, so it's interesting. So they did a, obviously, they did a test. And I think now it's peer reviewed, which you mean, you know, means it's real for sure. Right. That's like, <laughs> right. That's like 18 levels above just on the interweb. So, you know, it's real. And it was published in Immunity, Inflammation and Disease, appropriately. And so they fed, look at this, they fed 105 cats the antibody for 10 weeks. And the amount of the active protein that is a major allergy causing one in people in the cat's hair dropped by 47% on average. Okay, that's something. That is something. That's actually worth talking about. It is. Then they, after that, they did a small pilot study. And they so they only had 11 people just to see how it would work. And they were all confirmed allergic to cats. They had substantially reduced nasal symptoms, less itchy, scratchy eyes when exposed in a test chamber to hair from the cats. Let's picture what that looks like. Does yes. that look like like on the old time game shows? They put you in this plexiglass box with oh like, my air blowing and cats. Oh. Where instead of money, I don't know. I hope I'm, I hope I'm the 47%. Oh my God. <laughs> That's just what a terrible way. But if you weren't, oh, nope, terrible here. Eyes are all watering, stuff coming out of your nose. Let me out. Oh my God, that would be not great. It would be like, how long does the plexiglass stay clean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, so it, it actually substantially reduced their symptoms. And so I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this could be life altering. So, the phrase, I guess we have to break up. I really like you, but you know, you love cats and I'm allergic. Uh-oh. You can't use it anymore. Can't use it. Stanza. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're right. You just ruined the whole episode of Seinfeld. I mean, just, exactly. just totally, totally. I wonder if they got the idea from George Costanza. Uh, huh. I, I'm thinking Purina like looks a little higher. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's got words of wisdom. Words of, words of, words of wisdom to live by for sure. That's right. That's right. And now at Festivus, your uh, grievance will, will can't be the fact that the person owns cats anymore, yeah. right? Nope. Yeah. I'm telling yep, you, yep. no more. That's that's super interesting. Although I, I don't know if it's as interesting as my fit uh, fit bark situation, but uh, very cool. Yeah. Well. Okay. Like this could be earth changing for cats. I mean, the number one like more cats are euthanized because they're homeless every year than dogs. And so if more people were able to have cats, I see where you're going here. Yeah. A lot of cats are just put outside because uh, they're making me sneeze too much. That's exactly right. And that's not safe for cats. Not Uh, good for anybody. It's not safe for the human for them to be inside. So anyway, so this was perplexing to me because, you know, I love cats. I know. I do. There's a smash space kitty somewhere in the world looking for me. I know Cats and kangaroos. Just a bad combination. It's a bad combination because of toxoplasmosis. But I tell you what. Can't we all learn to live in harmony, mm. right? Yes. Well, now we can, or well, at least 47% of us can. Yeah, it's another step towards it. This is pretty incredible stuff. Anyway, anything else pop up on your radar screen, Dr. Jason? No, I was pretty much enthralled with the wearable technology for pets. I found that I, if, if, okay, <laughs> I first, I couldn't believe it was actually a thing. And, and it's, yeah. it's definitely a thing yeah. uh, for sure. But now I'm, I'm really uh, amazed at this. Uh, I'm going to fix the allergy problem in cats. And I'm absolutely going to try to relate that somehow to George Costanza every time I talk about it. I think that's great. Well, I have one more thing. I do, uh, as our listeners may be aware, I like to find peer-reviewed stuff that says that I'm right. And so um, along those lines... I bet that's a lot of lot of searching. Oh, Yeah, sorry. because, because sorry. Dr. Jason likes to um, challenge any statement made. So um, in our last uh, few minutes here, I want to draw everyone's attention to, there was a recently published article 
And, you know, leptospirosis, some of you may know, is one of my favorite pathogens to talk about. Leptospirosis causes disease in humans as well as dogs, rarely in cats, and it causes problems in horses, etc. And uh, some of the sources of the infection are like raccoons and um, what is it, rats. What does it cause in horses? Well, it's an ocular problem. So something that they, uh, like, but colloquially is known as moon blindness. I actually knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. Well, you should say it. Moon blindness. Yeah. You only remember that because it sounds cool. It does sound um, cool. Anyway, and so I talk about um, infectious disease a lot. And, and I tell people, like, one of Aunt Jen's tips is if you're ever taking a test on infectious diseases, the answer is always PCR, bats, or the letter C, right? <laughs> and so Lepto was funny because I couldn't really make bats show up. Well, now you guessed it. Reason number 683 that you should never touch a bat, right? Unless you're wearing gloves and your mouth is closed, okay? Bats are now implicated somehow in uh, the life cycle of lepto. So they found bats were harboring lepto among other, you know, 16 other pathogens at the same time. Mm. So, you know, if you needed another reason not to drink raw date palm sap... Other than the Nipah virus, man, I was I was running out of reasons. I was people thought yeah. I was making it. Now it's a real thing. I really shouldn't because I don't want to get lepto. It's a thing. And now it's peer reviewed. Yeah. So peer reviewed yes. lepto. Yeah, that's right. It's mm. peer reviewed, so you know it's real. So yeah. So talk to your friends. Talk to your friends about joining local VMAs and getting involved in organized veterinary medicine. And uh, look at getting a Fitbit for your dog. You should look at getting a Fitbit for your dog or some other wearable technology. You guys can do stuff together and make your relationship that much stronger. Oh, that's Isn't right. That, Trish would be nice? so proud. That yes. was nice, right? Yeah. That's good right. for me. Very good nice. on me. Very nice. And my Border Collie will crush steps from your dachshund. That's actually the, the real reason to get it. You can have yet another revenue stream if you partake. <laughs> I can take your money because my border colleague will definitely take more more steps. Or is it more steps or will they just go further? That, I, I think, guess that would be a question. No, I think it's a good question. I think right now it's definitely they can track how far they go. I think the steps, okay. because they're they're not two-legged, I think they haven't quite nailed that yeah. to the wall yet. Yeah, so. because a dachshund step would not equal. It's not. There's such like a, a variety, crazy. right? There's such yeah. a variety in, in dogs. It's hard for them to do that. But definitely okay. the distance traveled. Okay. So today's differentials include organized vet med, wearable tech for pets, how you can live safely with your cat potentially in the future, even if you're allergic, and lepto and bats. And, and somehow we got lepto in there. Great. One of my favorite bugs. That's right. That's right. Oh, and uh, let's see. Joey agrees. Yes. Yes. Joey still has ears up. That, that's really so, good. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what we have for you today on the Chatfield Differential. If you would like to submit something to uh, be on our next differential list, please email us at Jen. J-E-N at myvetcandy.com or Jason, J-A-S-O-N at myvetcandy.com. And uh, if we use your stuff on um, a subsequent podcast, well, we'll send you something. We'll send you something fun from Vet Candy. That's all we have for you uh, today. So this is Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jason Chatfield. Signing off from Vet Candies in other news. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.